superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Trash Talk! This is the Rich Eisen Show. Trash Talk! Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Pro Football Hall of Famer Mike Singletary. Did you hear last year when Aaron Rodgers scored against the Bears, he told the fans, I own you? I I think if someone would have said that while we were playing, I would have thought something wrong with this person. Today's guests, host of Peacock's Pro Football Talk. Mike Florio, host of ESPN's First Take, Stephen A. Smith, plus actor Wyatt Russell. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Yes, it is. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. I start this program on Peacock doing a reverse Caruso. I'm taking off my glasses to say hello. Welcome to this program uh, here in Los Angeles, California. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. We say hello to the NBC Sports on Peacock audience, the NBC Sports audio audience, Sirius XM 85, our terrestrial radio audience coast to coast. We say hello to those listening on Odyssey and then later on on our podcast. We just say hello to everybody because that's how outgoing we are as a group. Good to see you over there, Christopher Brockman. DJ Mikey D is in D's nuts. His back is in his chair, and he swears he's here all week. So try the veal. Try the veal, everybody. Tip your waitress. Your wait staff, T.J. Jefferson's lighting the candle. Good to see you over there, T.J. Jefferson. Good morning, Rich. You know, today's the anniversary of the Iverson step-over game. Oh, is that right? Oh, man, what a beautiful night in Los Angeles that was. Now, over Ty Lu. Yeah. and interestingly enough, there is some Los Angeles basketball coaching news to get to Ooh. that we will on this program. Uh, first up on this show, Stephen A. Smith is hey. calling in as he's, I, I believe, uh, going to the airport uh, like the rest of everybody who's covering the NBA for the worldwide leader in sports and ABC uh, for game three that's going to be later on this week in Boston as the NBA Finals moves from one spot to another. Uh, also on this program, Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk. Uh, lots going on with Deshaun Watson's uh, attorney, I'll tell you that. Um, and we kind of... Uh, I was going to say t- touched upon it uh, back on Friday, but uh, I-, I literally just said that. You can't say that with me here. Um, so, uh, man, the Broncos might be sold by the end of the day. Are the Seahawks for sale? What's going on with Russell Wilson's contract? Why is that suddenly a conversation? There is so much to discuss in the world of the NFL um, with OTAs, mandatory OTAs, coming up one after another, including Green Bay's this week. Mike Florio will join us, and the actor Wyatt Russell uh, will join us. The 
last time he was on, he was promoting the uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Now he's on the show called Under the Banner of Heaven with Andrew Garfield. Um, he is on this program uh, coming up in hour number three in studio. Uh, a huge in-studio week for us. Tomorrow, we've got O'Shea Jackson Jr. and Michael Chiklis. And later on in the week, we've got Henry Winkler. There's so much uh, fun over the next five days for us to have on the show. And it's not just because Mike Del Tufo swears he's going to be here for every single one of those days. So, that's how we've set the table. We've set the table, everybody. So uh, the NBA Finals is now tied at one game apiece. Looked like we were going to have another tight one until the third quarter happened. And once again, the third quarter went the Golden State Warriors way. This one, however, was such a blowout in the third quarter. And the fourth quarter, there was no Celtics uh, three-point-a-palooza. And the Warriors win this one 107-88, and it really wasn't that close. Um, The Warriors did get um, a better performance from Jordan Poole, uh, who went splash from half court. Uh, That was a huge shot even though he kind of carried the ball before shooting it. Uh, Jordan Poole with 17 points off the bench. Kevon Looney had a nice game as well. Steph Curry almost with a 30-piece last night. Clay Thompson added his points, and Gary Payton the second made his appearance, and Andre Iguodala didn't even dress. So that looks to be um, potentially the way the Warriors are going to play this thing from here on out as their, their first NBA, NBA Finals MVP from this stretch didn't even dress last night. Gary Payton the second did dress uh, for this one for a second straight time. This time, however, he actually played and looked the role of giving a nice burst to this team on both ends of the floor. Even though Jason Tatum had a heck of a first half, a much better game too, and Derek White was doing his thing, um, we did not see the huge three-point outburst from um al horford we didn't see it uh we did see it from jalen brown in the first quarter last night but the second half it was all warriors and we're tied at one game apiece and stephen a smith who's going to join us shortly uh i think accurately made it uh an assessment that it looked like the celtics already had their one and they were kind of settling in the second half last night Uh, There was a a touch of contentment. You didn't see the same hunger in the second half last night. Um, That may be something that you you can't ascribe to the Celtics, but you just thought last night that they had a shot in the second half to just lay lay down the law, lay the wood to this team, and take a 2-0 lead back to Boston. And that is kind of the NBA Finals champion mentality that you would see from teams that are dominant. And maybe, just maybe, though, that these two teams are very well matched, and it's going to be a close series all the way to the end. That's that's another way that you can assess it. And and Draymond Green um, had the soundbite of the night after Game 1 where he looked at the stat sheet and he saw 15 of 23 three-point shooting from Horford, White, and Brown, and he basically intimated that that's odds are that's not going to happen again. And I've said the odds are philosophy going against the Celtics is a poor philosophy to have Mm -hmm. because the Celtics have taken your odds are and stuffed it 
where the sun don't shine on every single opponent that they've faced pretty much since the calendar turn from 2021 to 2022. And maybe, just maybe, this team in Golden State needs to take these three-point shots and shooting ability of this team far more seriously. Or it's just Draymond Green only knowing one speed. And that's the speed of getting in people's faces and getting in people's kitchens and grills and just seeing him matched up with Marcus Smart last night on occasion. You know, I turn to you, Chris. By the way, Chris, uh, and we, I watched the game with Chris yesterday. Um, figured you were at Dodger Stadium once again for the Mets, TJ Jefferson. I, I was not. Okay. That's quite okay. I didn't want okay. to come anyway. Well, at any rate, I know that. But anyway, so I turn to Chris and I'm like, these two guys, when they're matched up together, it's the matchup of the two guys who know how to get it done while blaming it on the other person <laughs> that they're covering more than anybody else yeah, and hiding exactly. it and hiding it. And they, 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 they pretty much know yeah, yeah, for sure. how yeah. to get it done and blame it on the other guy and make it look to the referees Take that it it's right the other the guy's line. fault. And then Draymond should have got ejected last lied night. Lied on top, on. like laid his, laid his feet on top of Jalen Brown. <laughs> and he already had a technical. He already had a technical. And the officials had to go in there. And as Van Gundy pointed out, this is normally a double technical. Certainly if you're pulling on the shorts of the opponent who was getting up and having an issue with you resting your feet on top of them for a split second. And a double technical would have knocked Green out of the game. That's too bad. I mean, they got to do it. They didn't. And so Green last night doubled down. And so he only knows how to do it. Again, he doubles and triples and quadruples down. One speed. Uh, he he doubled down on his comment after game one of like, these guys can't keep it up, so I think we'll be fine. This is what he had to say. I think it was definitely an attitude adjustment. Um, you know, like I said, we, we didn't play with enough force the entire 48 minutes. We had spurts where we played with the right amount of force in game one. But overall, against a team like that, you can't let your foot off the gas pedal. All they need to see is one shot go in, and, and it can start a domino effect. And so uh, we knew, like I said last uh, last game, they are who we thought they were. And so we knew we had to keep our foot on the gas pedal and not let up, and we did that, and we are able to come out with the win. So Draymond went uh, another green. Mm. Denny. They are who we thought they were. <laughs> Except they didn't let the Celtics off the hook this time. They are who we thought they were. Money Green going Denny Green. <laughs> and, man, I, I, I just know Celtics fans are going to hear that soundbite for the next 48 hours played on what all EEI and all those stations yeah, nonstop. They're just going to be really intense in game number three when the Warriors get on the floor and we'll have to see them win another game on the road for a 25th consecutive playoff series. If they don't, the Celtics will win the series. It's just that simple. And Draymond Green is the table wired. The question is, will he be able to hit the point? And the Warriors made their points last night and Poole made his points last night. But I think that Draymond Green has written some checks that he knows that the I think the officials are ready to cash. Now that we're going to be spending the next 48 hours thinking he 
hearing conversations he should have been ejected, and he's like, the Celtics are who we thought they were. Who are they? But a team that's running out of gas, a team that can't keep up the shooting. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a compliment. Defensive intensity. Mm -hmm. I don't don't know what that comment really means. But all I know is it's really set up this NBA Finals that's now a best of five with the Celtics having home court advantage. And the Celtics... We'll take that. We'd sign for it. Although our next guest, as we take a break, points out that they played like it last night. And they didn't take advantage of the opportunity to take the first two in San Francisco. Let's take a break. When we come back, none other than Stephen A. Smith from ESPN and the NBA on ABC. That's coming up next. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. All right, so we're back here on NBC Sports on Peacock, and we're back here in the Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio outfit. He is one of my favorite people on the planet, not just to watch, but just to chat with. Um, He's on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line, making his way east, or about to, for game three that's going to be on Wednesday night on ABC between the Celtics and the Warriors. It's now a best of five in the NBA Finals. The great Stephen A. Smith here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you doing, Stephen A.? What's going on, Rich? Man, good morning. How are you, man? I am great. Appreciate you uh, giving us some time as you're you're making your way to uh, to the flight east. Um, your yeah. two, your two cents on game two, well, the first two games. Go for it. Well, I think that it, it, the Golden State Warriors could have easily been up 2-0 in this series. They've had some big time moments, particularly in the third quarter of each game. Uh, unfortunately, they fell apart in game one. Uh, was up 15 and ended up being down 15. Tremendous turnaround by the Boston Celtics game two. That did not happen. They recognized that their backs are against the wall. Uh, Boston Celtics, you can't go down 0-2 to the Boston Celtics and expect to win a series against them because they're not going to lose four and five games. They haven't lost back-to-back games in the postseason yet. And so when you look at it from that perspective, there was an elevated level of urgency. Draymond Green played like that, antagonizing folks the way that he did and being as ferocious on defense as he's ever been. Uh, Steph Curry did his thing. Jordan Poole came off the bench and helped. Um, And ultimately, for some inexplicable reason, the Boston Celtics can't seem to get their act together in the third quarter. And it came back to haunt them. This series is tied 1-1. Well, I mean, just in and of itself, Stephen A., uh, Draymond resting his legs atop Jalen Brown and then kind of tugging on his shorts is not an ejectionable offense. But... Uh, it might right. be worthy of a double technical, as Van Gundy pointed out during the broadcast, which would have, with one T already on the docket for Draymond, ejected him from the game. Do you think the officials should have done that last night? I don't think they should have done that. I don't think they should have done something that would have led to him being ejected. I, I, 
I not only am resistant to it, I abhor this thought process that we're supposed to uh, avoid and ignore the actual moment that we're in. This is not a regular season game. This is the NBA Finals. And you want the game decided by the players on the court and the coaches in the coaching box. You don't want the the play decided by officials. Now, granted, you understand that Draymond had already received a technical earlier in the game. And if you want to make the case that he's a bit too demonstrative and too bombastic when it comes to getting in the face of an official, I even understand that. But a play like that doesn't warrant an ejection. And if you know that it would lend itself towards him being ejected from an NBA final, that absolutely disgusts me that 20,000 people pack an arena and millions upon millions of people are watching it on television. And we just want to ignore that because that play customarily would warrant a technical foul. And we're just going to ignore the fact that it would lead to an ejection in an NBA Finals game. I think it's utterly ridiculous that people have that kind of attitude. They want to act like all things are equal in every moment in the same when you damn well know better. Well, I mean, but how many times, you know, if he did it a third time, then you know what I mean? Like at some point, though, there has to be some sort of repercussion, don't you think, Stephen? Well, I think there has to be. Well, that says, that says Rich Heisen. Rich Eisen and I love each other dearly. We both, you know, you, you love your wife, and I love her dearly as a friend of mine for 20 plus years. But I'm sure this isn't the first time, nor will it be the last, that we respectfully disagree. The reality of the situation is, is that with that particular play, I don't care if it happened 20 times. It doesn't warrant to me an ejection. If you gave me the same scenario with the same exact play that took place, I'm more receptive to a referee saying, all right, I've had enough because you're constantly screaming in my face, rubbing your body up against mine and imploring me to see things the way that you see it, and you won't stop. To me, that warrants more of an ejection than the actual play against Jalen Brown. What do you think Money Green meant at the end of uh, at the end of his press conference last night that the Celtics are who we thought they were? He pulled a uh, Money Green pulled a Denny Green last night. Stephen A. What do you think? What do you think he meant by that? I don't know how wise that is. I don't know that wise that is because let me tell you something right now. Jason Tatum is the star of this league. He hasn't played like one as of yet, but he is. Uh, Jalen Brown is a star as well. This brother can play some basketball, and their defense is real. It's not fake. It's not phony. It's a legit elite defense in the National Basketball Association. So if he said that about a team that simply tried to outscore the Golden State Warriors and didn't take defensive prowess into account, I get where he's coming from. But Boston has lockdown capability. And when you consider the way they have Klay Thompson struggling – that with the exception of Jordan uh, Poole getting off in the third quarter, they've held him in check, mm-hmm. and they certainly haven't allowed Draymond Green to be some offensive juggernaut. I think it's kind of dangerous for him to say that, but he is a three-time champion. This is his sixth appearance in an NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. If anybody has earned the right to display such bravado, it's him. Stephen A. Smith, a few minutes left with him before he hops a flight uh, to Boston for Game 3. That'll be on Wednesday night on ABC uh, and he and Will Bond and Jalen Rose and Greeny and uh, Magic Johnson. That was a terrific ad 
you can check him out every single uh, pregame and mid midgame, halftime, and uh, afterwards right here on the Rich Eisen Show. So um, how do you see the next five games playing out? Best of five, Boston's got home court advantage. Do you think they can pull this off, Stephen A.? I think we come back to Golden State next week for game five with this series tied 2-2. I think a best of five Mm. uh, will intensify to a best of three. Mm. I have the Golden State Warriors winning this series in seven games, Uh, but I did say it was a pick-em series to to, to begin with because I happen to firmly believe that the Boston Celtics are an elite team because of their defensive prowess, and if Golden State doesn't, doesn't get its act in order, uh, they could lose this series. Clay Thompson shoot four of nineteen. That's unacceptable. That's not going to cut it. That's not going to get it done. And I think that we all know that. And so it's one of those situations where I look at Boston. I respect them for being a legitimate bona fide threat that they are. But I still firmly believe that the Golden State Warriors should be the team that gets it done because of their championship experience and because of Mr. Steph Curry, who I think will capture his first NBA Finals MVP honors when all of this is said and done. Okay, so uh, how how do you just take the other side of that, uh, see the Celtics pulling it off? How do you how do you see that being possible? If Steve? they if they continue to neutralize Clay Thompson and Jordan, they can win this series. The role players are going to be pivotal. I get all of that. But in the end, it comes down to Klay Thompson and Jordan Poole and how much assistance they're going to give to a Steph Curry. Because at some point in time, just like Boston was able to neutralize Steph Curry in game one, where he comes out, he drops six threes and scores 21 points in the first quarter, and then is held to 13 points for the rest of the game, just like they figured him out over those last three quarters, they could potentially do that again. And if that happens, Klay Thompson and Jordan Poole are going to have to step up. And if they don't, Boston can take these guys. Stephen A. Smith, a couple more minutes left with him here on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, I have not spoken to you since the Lakers made uh, a move in the direction of Darvin Ham. Um, mm-hmm. The report this morning from uh, Sham Sharania um, saying that it looks like Rasheed Wallace might join him on his coaching staff. Um, what do you think of the hiring of Ham? for the Lakers, and what do you think they need to do from this moment forward with LeBron and the rest of the roster, Stephen A.? I love that because what you're doing, you're having a coach, first of all, from a physical perspective, don't even think about pushing Darvin Ham around, not that they would anyway, <laughs> because they're professionals, but don't even think about that not happening because that's not going to happen. They're not going to push him around this guy. I mean, he's a massive individual. Uh, he's earned the right to get this opportunity. I'm happy for him. I was a bit apprehensive about it only from the standpoint that he's a first-time head coach and considering all the news that has percolated out of the Los Angeles Lakers as an organization and how you have folks interfering with what the coach actually wants to do you certainly thought that they would hire a stronger mind that wouldn't allow that kind of stuff to happen but they swear that's not going to happen in the future uh, that anybody who thought that way about them is not going to have a reason to think about that moving forward. And as a result, they feel the way that they feel. Fair enough. I think adding a guy like Rashid Wallace uh, to the coaching staff, considering what I know he knows about the game of basketball, combined with how his personality is, how much respect he garners from the contemporary player, and how he can get in their face if necessary, along with retaining Phil Handy, who doesn't get enough credit for his player developmental skills, along with his basketball acumen, 
I think their staff is going to be pretty strong, and I think that that's going to help them uh, overcome a lot of the maladies from last season. So I don't really have a problem uh, with their coaching staff. I have an issue with their roster. Anthony Davis, you don't know how healthy he's going to be. Russell Westbrook doesn't appear to be the ideal fit for them. And as a result, they need to make some moves. Whether they'll be able to remains to be seen because you don't have people wanting Russell Westbrook, even though he's approaching the last year of his deal at $47 million per. You don't have people that are too keen on, on grabbing him. That could all change in a matter of months, and we know that. But it really comes down to me, LeBron James and Anthony Davis. How healthy are they? If those two guys are healthy, they can get you to the postseason. And, then last and from there, you take it from there. Last one for you, Stephen A. You you could take the Nets or the Sixers as the team to to be uh, the Eastern Conference favorites next year. Those are the only two. Which one would you take, Stephen A.? Easily Brooklyn. Easily Brooklyn. Um, from a talent perspective, from an ability perspective, you've got Kevin Durant, who I believe is the greatest player in the world, went completely healthy. Um, we all know that Kyrie Irving is a showstopper. Um, and Ben Simmons is an elite defensive player. Uh, the season before last, he was my vote for defensive, because I have a vote. He was my vote for defensive player of the year. Um, I say all of that to say, obviously, Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving are anything but reliable. Uh, ben Simmons is a complete different case What altogether. We don't even know if he's going to play again, to be quite honest with you. Uh, we don't know what his mental health situation is like. And in the case of Kyrie Irving, this guy's a showstopper. He's box office. He's worth $50 million a year, as far as I'm concerned, in today's NBA economy. But I would never, ever give him more than a one-year-at-a-time deal. He cannot be trusted to show up to work. I, I, I said this before publicly, and I'll say it again. Rich Eisen, my hand to, the hev- to my heavenly father, I swear this to you. Yes. When Ukraine got bombed by Russia, I actually thought that Kyrie Irving was going to use that as an excuse to skip work. That's who he is. He's done it before. Remember, this is the same guy that skipped work because he was traumatized by the riots at the U.S. Capitol. When everybody else in America had to show up to work, Kyrie Irving took time off. This guy's a professional that's skipping work. He finds reasons not to show up to work. It's not that he doesn't want to put in the work. He just wants to show up when he wants to show up. If practice is at 10 a.m., he wants to show up at 12 noon. If the game is at 7.30, damn it, why can't it be at 5.30? If a game is on a Thursday, damn it, why can't it be on a Friday? That's who he is. He's not going to – that's who he is. And so, for me, the only thing that you can trust about him is that he'll care enough about his money to show up to earn it. If you know it's guaranteed, he might throw a monkey wrench in that. But from a talent perspective, no question, Brooklyn is head and shoulders above Philly, and I would trust Kyrie's talent and Ben Simmons' talent more than James Harden's talent at this stage in his career because of that hamstring injury he's never fully gotten over, and plus age and attrition. Stephen A., safe travels. Really appreciate the time, always, as you no know. No problem, I, my man. I cherish it. No problem, buddy. Be safe. I love Stay watching here. you and uh, the rest of this uh, this series and beyond. Thanks for the time. Appreciate All it. All right. All right, my brother. We'll talk soon. The Bye-bye. one and only Stephen A. Smith here on the Rich Eisen Show as he gets ready to head off. He'll take the Nets, even with the way he feels about Kyrie over your 76ers. Well, personal feelings don't matter on the court. Like, you don't matter if you don't like him. You put the man on the basketball court, he's one of the best in the game. But so. it's not a personal feeling thing. 
If it was a personal feeling thing, well, you from said he, he'd take the Nets even with the way he feels about Kyrie. Well, well it doesn't I mean, matter. Like Kyrie but, on the basketball court. But his point is that Kyrie's not reliable to get on the basketball court, and that's even with that, he still would take the Nets over the Sixers. Well, then that's foolish. Is that what you would you would term it? Yeah, you know. Talking, you just I gave you a, a laundry list of reasons why if it was personal, you don't trust you know, this man. He and Durant, Durant had beef with Stephen A. recently, and, and he's calling him the best player on yeah, the planet. Yeah, I was shocked by that. I also love the well, way I mean, he kind of threw it, in there that he had a vote. It's not personal. When he goes, he, and defensive player of the year, I have a vote. <laughs> he slid that in there really nice. Well, you should. <laughs> Guys, watch this, he watches a ton of basketball. Yeah. I don't know if Kyrie's going to go one year. You think Kyrie will just go one year with the Nets? I don't think that's a feasibility. No, I'm looking to see what he's getting paid. And Harden, let's just say, like I said, Harden just needs to go on the JH system. (laughs) He should call up Tom Brady. The JH system isn't working. We need, well, a new new JH system. It worked for a while. I'm saying it, man. I'm calling Tom Brady if I'm like Daryl Morey. Give me Tom Brady's number. Tom can I hook you up with James Harden? And then you call James Harden in and say, James, I just, just one year. Just give it to me. Okay? <laughs> give me one year of you on this system. One year of treating your body like a temple. He shows up like 205, shredded. Yeah. What if he did that? And the mean, Sixers will win the championship. They might. Because he just basically said, I will take Kyrie Irving and his unreliability. Yeah, I would take him over Harden because he hasn't gotten over a hamstring injury in forever. And all he's got to do is get over that hamstring injury and become more, a little bit more than the playmaker that he is right now. And by the way, I've never heard playmaker is a backhanded compliment term <laughs> in my entire life. Only for someone who used to average 33 a game. Also... The hamstring injury he hasn't been able to get over, like, obviously, hamstring injuries must be really tough to recover from. And I'll, I'll tell you this, I do, even though we, I do agree with his assessment that this is the NBA Finals and you need to call it differently. I, I, that's the way I always feel. You know how the NFL is the king of doesn't matter what game it is, doesn't matter what time it is, doesn't matter at all. We're calling the foul. We're throwing the flag. I mean, that's what Paris said all the time. But you see the referees eat their whistle in the last couple minutes of an of, a, of an NFL game. Yeah. Although, you know, Bengals fans will be like, wait a minute, did you not see the end of the Super Bowl this year when we got called for holding? And it was a completely reversal of the way the game was called. Right. Of that entire game. Of course, the uh, Rams fans would be, well, did you see Jalen Ramsey have his head nearly turned around like it was the exorcist um, in the beginning of the second half and that wasn't called? I, I, I just needed to push back on him. Certainly just for you, Chris. You know, and you, Celtic, the Celtics fans oh. were like, I, I, you know, if you keep on letting somebody do what they want and it is right. normally any time of any the type year. Of foul a technical foul and somebody's already gotten the T that doesn't mean that they have to do something completely egregious in order to get that second technical. I guess if he had laid his, instead of laying his feet on him, if he had kicked him in the nether region, that would have been it. Yeah. 
Because that's what's happened before to him in an NBA Finals. Then what is trying to pull his pants down? Like, what are we doing? Uh, are we at summer camp? Well, I think you can chalk it up to him trying to pull himself up more than him trying on, to pull Don't make excuses pants. for this guy. Oh, like, I'm not making excuses, but I'm just saying, why would he try to pull his pants down? I don't believe Because that's what he does. He's a petulant child on the basketball court, and the refs let him get away with it. Like, who cares if he's well, already they had did tee him up beforehand. They it's did. the sum. Well, he's screaming at Grant Williams. Like... It's the sum of the parts here. It's the sum of all the actions. So if four or five things happen throughout the course of the game, yes, you should be ejected. I don't care if the one that tipped the scale was, wasn't as bad as one, two, three, or four. Like, at what point is enough of it? I guess the second say, technical in an NBA yes. Finals game needs to have a different standard than the first. And that's something that I'm sure the NBA would deny but is actually a I understand. A, a, the first, the first is always like, hey, Here's your warning shot, okay? Don't do it again. But he doesn't care. Draymond Green has shown throughout his entire career those things don't matter. He cost his team a world championship because he couldn't help himself. And he has since corrected that, I think. He's a, he's a, he's a lot more, I think, wise about his shenanigans well, he's, well, he's these days than he was as he's a, not as good a as younger a, of a player. player anymore. So he has to resort to this type of stuff. I don't know about that assessment. Well, I mean, it's kind of obvious. No one is as good at 33 as they are at 23. Like, so, yeah. So he has to resort to intimidation, getting his, the fans and his teammates jacked up by doing this type of behavior that in any other game gets you booted. He might physically be different, but he's a much better player in terms of his mental acuity and how that's he... It. That's all he has left. Well, I mean, that's a that's a great way to keep yourself on the path to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's true. And They're I think he's more... Well, now I think he's more well aware of his, of his of his arms and his legs and what he's doing with them. Look, I'm more, the, the call that I'm more pissed about is Jalen Brown's second foul went on every single replay. Yeah, I know. We, we he thought doesn't they, touch him. It, 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 and, and, and again, that's... If I'm going to... Uh, this kind of plays in... And that's, what a, we're talking that's a three-point play, and it gets Jalen Brown foul. out of the game right. after he had scored nine in a row. And so, in the same way that we're saying officials should just call it as they see it and remove the stakes from the process, in, in other words, the exact opposite of what Stephen A. Smith just said, right. as he respectfully disagreed with me. Yeah. Um, that I think coaches should challenge calls, use their challenge in the first quarter if it's something that is just as important as it is in the fourth. You know how sometimes a baseball manager will bring in a, a reliever in the fifth or sixth inning of a playoff game because this is the moment to right. douse the flames mm -hmm. because you never know the seventh, eighth, and ninth innings, of course, could be uh, have the same level of importance if not more important because it's later in the game and you're that much closer to winning i'm always in the mindset in a playoff game bring the guy in now because you could put the fire out now and have no fires the rest of the game that's your fire you don't just let it you know involve the house more because you know what later on we're gonna have more of a brigade we'll need the brigade later on mm -hmm. i i thought you know M.A. Udoka should have used his challenge on that in the first quarter. When your your star player's got a second foul to be picked up. And he's hot. And he's hot. Yeah. And the replay showed he didn't come 
Any contact. Any contact. Zero. You use the challenge there. He's got one foul and off you go. And it's not a, a big play. I mean, the first quarter was the Celtics quarter to maybe kind of win it. And then as it, as you as you saw, there was no third or fourth quarter need for that challenge. Nope. Well, the NBA Finals, people. When we come back, let's turn our, uh, our eyes on the, the football world. I've been making this statement over and over again that the Las Vegas Raiders are going to win the AFC West this year. And uh, just like everybody in Las Vegas, you know, when you when you push your chips in to the center of the table, you got to double and triple and quadruple down to just protect your bet. I'm putting the odds behind the pass line when we come back. You'll see what I mean when we talk about the AFC West in that deep end of that pool. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Back here on the Rich Odson Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Um, Mike Florio is going to join us top of the next hour, the, uh, as expected, 24th, 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 24th civil lawsuit has been filed against Deshaun Watson. And this one the, um, tells a story that uh, I can't mention on this program. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. What is he's being accused of is so vile and disgusting that I cannot mention it here. And if it's true, the league must act, and it's got to act considerably. I, I honestly, there's nothing. There's no. There's nothing that can. Um, remove this story from my brain now and um like i said i I, the only thing i can tell our our listeners is to go seek it out this i don't even i don't even know how to describe it in a way uh for for a, a radio audience that might have uh children and it's uh out there earmuffs the uh accuser is saying that watson had her uh, went went to her house for the massage, and uh, eventually w- wound up being fully uh, naked. And now I guess know why Rusty Harden, the his attorney, was talking about happy endings the other day, and they're not necessarily being illegal. Maybe he saw this one coming. He saw the document or anything like that. All I know is that the. Um, Massage therapist didn't expect it, didn't want it, and uh, wasn't happy for her. And she quit the profession and called a friend apparently right afterwards. So this could be corroborated. I mean, the Browns did not do their duty. Again, I know it's a he said, she said thing. If this is true, the Browns clearly did not do their due diligence. And I I don't, once again, know that this guy... I, I met him right after the draft. I've, I've, he couldn't have been more 
nice, couldn't have been more polite, couldn't have been more everything that you'd want in your child, everyone you'd want in your child's friend, anybody that you'd want in a face of your business. That's who Deshaun Watson was. As bright-eyed and as on the straight and narrow as you'd want anybody that you'd be giving all this money into. I, I don't I, I don't know that person reading this document. Vile is the only way to describe it, if if true. And I don't know the way out of this. And if it's true, then he should be on the commissioner's exempt list five minutes ago. Yeah, immediately. And I, I, I don't know the way out of this thing. But it's not criminal. He's not getting any criminal charges. It's all civil. And there's now 24 of them. 24 lawsuits. Mike Florio joining us at the top of the next hour. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Kevin Stefanski just uh, was speaking. It looks like he's at a golf tournament or something like that. Um, I'm seeing this from the terrific NFL Network news desk. Um, there's a mandatory minicamp next week. He has a Browns golf tournament today, and he's just, we're trying to be respectful of the process is what he said about the 24th lawsuit coming. He also mentioned that uh, he wouldn't comment on Mayfield showing up, Baker Mayfield showing up for mandatory minicamp next week if he's going to be excused or if he's expected. The um, Niners uh, announced that they're excusing Jimmy Garoppolo from their mandatory minicamp. You're taking minicamp. news items. Like, come on. Dude, you, that's an hour three. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I mean, I do love it if people are going to be watching all three hours of the Rich Eisen show here. That's it. what I mean. But the Browns really messed up. <laughs> I'm sorry. You just think? Not, it's just not like kind of hitting me. You you just alienated a guy that you drafted number one, what, four years ago, five years ago? And, and you gave all this money to a dude who we want to really believe in and believe. But like... One or two, you can overlook. 24, like, my God, I can't even sit here and try to come up with a way to defend this dude anymore, man. It's just, and they gave him $180 million. guaranteed. I'm just talking about the escrow. (laughs) That that whole thing is weird. I've never heard that before in 230. They gave him $230 million guaranteed dollars. And and, uh, as Andrew Brandt points out, they, they gave him a contract where... If he is suspended, it only it only comes out of his one one million of the forty six million. So they basically made him monetarily foolproof to uh, a suspension, right. a year long suspension. He loses a million, only a million of the forty six million. That's it. Wow. So they basically said to him, "Hey, we got your back if you've done this, and to the point where the the league needs to suspend you, feels compelled to suspend you." So you get to still keep your money, and then once that's all over, you'll be our quarterback. Now, I, I, there's got to be part of the fan base that will never overlook any of this ever again. It doesn't matter how many touchdowns he scores. Well, then again, that that does kind of cure things. Honestly, for, it's for just most a, fans throwing touchdowns. And and you you know you might sit here and say why why is this accuser coming forward now after all this time? And apparently, it was that real sports piece that aired the night that we were at the sports semis. She saw it, and she's like, I got to speak out. I haven't seen the report, but just, you know, just going by the way you described it, and just in my Dude, head, I, can't, I figured I can't it out, describe, and it's just I, like, wow. I can't describe it. All I know is I read it during the commercial break after hanging up yeah, from Stephen A. Smith and whatever, and it's disgusting. It's vile. It's just like behavior like that is, is sick, venal. Uh, I mean, 
Again, and, and I'm sure you're innocent until proven guilty, and it, it's not, you know, he's, all the charges have been, you know, would never filed criminally against him, but civil, these civil lawsuits, this is somebody saying that he, he, she accepted his business, I, 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 and I know folks are saying like, that, and, and I'll just say this too, I, I've never, have you ever gone and gotten a massage and then you went to the masseuse's house? You know, like that's weird. Nope. Weird. Normally, the the masseuse or masseur comes to your spot, or you go somewhere where it's a professional yeah, it's office. Yeah, I, business, the whole thing is just so weird and wild, especially with a professional athlete letting you know, like that's that's your profession to be yeah. to that's always to be, been to your be, thing to too. have your to have your body taken care of, and you're gonna. Put it in the care of twenty four different people. Yeah, that's always been your thing from day one. <laughs> like, like one, you person. find like I, I, every professional athlete I know finds the one person that knows their body, and they go to that person, and that's their person for as long as that person's willing to have you. Or you have a person in each city that you go to, so you have that, you know. But you specifically, but like that's, said, that's it. There's like a person. You not- know, like, you know, like, I've got a right hip issue. I got this, and that's, you know. And the story that this masseuse tells is similar to the ones that, uh, other ones. And his lawyer went on the radio last week and said the most disgusting thing to, like, oh, basically, God. like, how many guys out there and your listening audience have had a happy ending and a massage, and it's not illegal. It's like, what are you talking about? Like now, so you now you're saying that this stuff did happen, or that it's so you're normal? saying this stuff did happen and it's normal and it's not illegal. I I thought this was all untrue and none of nothing ever happened. Oh, well, some of it's consensual, but consensual, but the other ones aren't at all sexual because he never did it just like which ones did he do and which ones didn't he do and and this is the starting quarterback of the cleveland browns in week one i i I don't know how that's possible and then if he is suspended you know that that you know Then it's just okay. We're we're all just good. We're all good, and let's go play football. Uh, and that's what the Browns are counting on. The Browns are counting on that he he serves it out, and we'll just forget about the twenty twenty two season at some point. Will you tell that to all the all all the teammates? And Baker, well, and, and again, Baker's supposed to be the one to get them off the hook. That's right. Uh, that's that's why they still have him here. That this guy who has this lawsuit filed against him and a a lawyer who's saying what he is now saying publicly, that guy got all the guaranteed dollars from the team that, um, that wants him back under the circumstances to save the season. Save the season, Baker. We made this decision with Deshaun Watson. We upset you. You're upset at us, but let's put bygones. Uh, let's have bygones, bygones. Your guys got to take us out of this uh, uh, problem. <laughs> Please get out of here with that Man. noise. Literally, last thing I want to be talking about yeah. in the sports world is this story. 
shower. Literally last thing. Well, apparently that's what the masseuse had to do is take a shower. Yeah. According to her lawsuit. And so, guys and ladies out there and kids out there, last thing I want to be talking about. But kind of have to, don't we? Wow. Mike Florio on this and more coming up. Where do you go after that? Uh, you know what we I mean? Can, we it's can just... talk about some good Browns news then, Rich. What do you got? Well, you know, my buddy Nathan uh, Zagora, who's called into the show before. Yes. He, he recently got named um, lead radio color analyst for the oh. for Browns football games. I did not know that. Yeah, he and Gerard Cherry. Uh, Gerard Cherry's taking over sideline reporter. He's replacing Doug Deacon in oh, the Browns. giving your friend a little shout out. Yeah. Well, remember when he called in, he uh, he put me over pretty well. So I, I just need to return that favor. But good. yeah, proud of him, man. He's a guy we used to do a fantasy football show together a decade ago with Ashton with that yes with Ashton okay and uh, Nate would fly himself from Cleveland to LA every Wednesday to do this show with Ashton and I on Ustream if you remember Ustream and now he's worked his way into this position worked his way in this position calling and so proud of him man that's just you know another good guy kind of making it and he's going to be breaking down a lot of the film of Jacoby Brissett that's (laughs) what he's going to be doing yeah and he'll kind of do like the, the Pat no, McAfee thing. He'll, there's no way the league just lets this thing stand and says, okay, you're out there week one. Yeah. Not a shot on this green earth. Can't happen. How do you refute this? When your lawyer just said what he said on the radio the other day. <laughs> this is wild, man. This is wild. How do you say didn't happen when his lawyer is basically saying, I'm not. Just this is just totally hypothetical. But but who out there in your audience <laughs> hasn't had that? Come yet. on, right? Yeah, it's not like it's illegal. <laughs> hey, even if it does happen, and I'm not saying my client was doing this. And by the way, I don't think, let's just say this just in the court yeah. of public opinion. And by the way, I don't think anyone here is saying that it is illegal. We're just saying for a, a high profile it athlete, can be, though it can be, yeah, it can be. But for a high profile athlete, it's just very weird for you to exhibit this type of behavior when. Don't I don't know. The people have all Guys, types of quirks. But. I mean, last thing I want to be talking about, and 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 in terms of a guy who I thought never in a million years, never in a million years, yeah. if you had told me this sort of behavior would be uh, alleged of an NFL player, I'd say, please tell me it's not true. And then you tell me this is the guy, right? That guy, the Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan and Cleats. Cleats, yeah. Get out of here. Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk. Your phone calls, 844-204-RICH. Overreaction Monday. I don't think that's part of it. Coming up. 